welcome to 512 Degrees, everybody. The podcast where we dive deep into the sizzling stories of chefs, artists, and influencers. Join us as we explore their extraordinary lives, savor their inspiring careers, and uncover the secret ingredients behind their incredible passions. Get ready to ignite your curiosity and feed your soul with zestful conversations that will leave you hungry for more. Today's guest is Hawaiian native, mom, wife, full-time nurse practitioner, and self-taught chef, Rel Luke. In her spare time, she loves to cook and bake and has compiled many of her favorite recipes online for you all to enjoy. She creates recipes that are meant to be easy to follow so that anyone can share the ono, which is delicious Hawaiian, foods of Hawaii with family and friends. Without further ado, please welcome Rel Lu to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you for joining us. And, you know, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I guess, when did you start to cook as a profession and why? Or what made you think home cook? I know that's on your Instagram profile. <laughs> So as a kid, uh, my mom was a preschool teacher. She liked to bake. So I was always in the kitchen with her. Nothing, not a professional baker or anything like that, mm-hmm. but just in the kitchen, you know, baking stuff. She would always um, make treats for me to take to school for like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Halloween, those kinds of things to give to, you know, my friends and my teachers. So it all kind of started from there. I really liked baking as a kid. I was a picky yeah. eater. And so I knew I wanted kids as I got older and I realized that I didn't want them to be picky eaters like myself so I kind of taught myself how to cook online cookbooks asking people and kind of grew the capabilities bigger (laughs) yeah Um, and then I started a food blog and it was kind of not intentional I guess would be a good way to put it um here in Hawaii, potlucks are everything. So anytime you show up to somebody's house, you always bring food. And we were the family that always brought dessert. And so when I would show up to people's houses or parties, you know, everybody would ask, oh, how'd you make that? How'd you make that? And, you know, you tell them the recipe and how to make it. And then someone else asks and someone else. And after you tell five, 10 people, you're like, Ugh. so I was like, I wish I could, there was just someplace I could put all my recipes that anybody could look at whenever. Yeah. Um, thinking that it would only be my family and friends. So I figured, okay, you can learn anything online. Like, let me teach myself how to, you know, make a website and take photos and write recipes. So I kind of jumped into that. That was about 2019. I started my food blog thinking only my family and friends would find it. And then I was like, oh, shoot. No, this grew (laughs) into something a lot bigger. People from other countries, other states, other just all over. And I was like, oh, my God. And it kind of bloomed into this thing. And so now it's at the point where I'm like, okay, now what, now what do I do? It's it's kind of (laughs) definitely a lot bigger than I ever thought it would be. Um, But super happy to be able to put, you know, Hawaii on the platform and get people more knowledgeable about it. I think there's a lot of misconception of Hawaii, the culture, the food, the lifestyle. So, so being able to, to put this out there, I think is super cool. And also to tell people like, I'm not a chef. I'm just a mom who likes to cook. Like, let me share it with you. If I can do it, you can do it. I've got kids. Yeah. So like, let's whip something up super simple and feed our families, you know? So yeah. that's kind of where all this came from. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's awesome. I'm, I'm sure that really resonates with a lot of people too. You know, yeah. the fact that it's not that you have to be this chef, but you could still create and make amazing food for not only yourself, but your family. Like you mentioned 
and you know backtracking just a little bit um you liked to bake as a child you said were you like your mom's little assistant in the kitchen growing up yeah definitely the one mixing and waiting till she wasn't looking to eat a little piece of don't do that eat raw batter but that was totally me <laughs> that's really cool that's that's such a precious like core memory for yeah, you as well sure. <laughs> and do you actually get to do that with your kids are they your yeah, little assistants so in the kitchen my my daughter loves it um she's a little more shy though so as soon as they, like if i try to record it she'll like freeze up whereas my son is we call it here you know mr aloha just very <laughs> open and you know we'll talk to him. that's my son but he's <laughs> Hit or miss, you know, sometimes he want to do it and sometimes not. He's a boy. So, you know, yeah. he'd rather do other things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes I catch myself like, never mind. I got it. Like, let me, let me, make it <laughs> yeah. look I have to take a picture of it. So it looks pretty. Hold on. Let me do it. And they're like, what? And I'm like, all right. All right. Fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I think actually, they get frustrated sometimes, yeah. even, especially my husband. I, it, like we'll go places to eat. I'm like, wait, let me take a picture. And they're just like, I'm hungry. Can I just eat it? And I'm like, don't touch that thing in the fridge. I'm not done with it. <laughs> and so now they're pretty good at it. They'll ask, "Can I eat this or what? Like, or do yeah. you need it for something?" <laughs> That's good. They know at least as long as they know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that was actually going to be one of my questions in terms of making your content as you cook. Is that has that been was that more difficult than you thought it was going to be? Is it weird trying to record cooking mm, videos as you go? It does take a little bit longer to record, but I think for me, it's like I rather shoot what I'm making. It's more real you know that people yeah. can actually see it um but then i don't have to do twice the work if i'm already making it for dinner anyway why not record it when i first started doing this i was like a oh, piece of cake i'm just gonna record what i make but it's much more than that you know being able to mm. i'm no videographer photographer but you know trying to set all those things up and make sure everything is where it needs to be in the lighting and the sounds and all of this mm -hmm. um it it's definitely harder but i'd say probably better than making it twice once to eat and once to just video so yeah. i try to make it work as best i can <laughs> okay okay and i know hawaii is a huge melting pot of the world um do you think it provides an advantage when looking for culinary inspiration for you for sure like it's it all stemmed from the plantation era right mm. so we had sugarcane and pineapple so different ethnicities you know mainly japanese chinese portuguese korean filipino puerto rican that was kind of like the main bunch that came over yeah. and as they came they didn't speak english so you know, we had to i say we not me obviously but they had to <laughs> be able to communicate with each other and yeah food is that central core thing to everybody right everybody has to oh, yeah. eat so on lunch break they they would sit down, you know, and, and share foods. And that's kind of where that blend of flavors ends up here. And so that's the big thing to educate people about, you know, like traditional Hawaiian food versus like what we call here local food mm -hmm. and the difference between the two. Um, and, you know, that, yes, some things are very much a part of Hawaii, but are not Hawaiian things like spam usubi. Like we eat that. It's every corner store every yeah. gas station like it's it's part of life here it's not hawaiian not at all um, yeah. but it's local food you know so it's it's okay. a blend between japanese sushi and kind of got this mix so it's yeah. definitely an advantage um in flavors but it also 
although we are very much a melting pot, we are a melting pot of this, which is different, I think, than the melting pot of America, which also is, you know, yeah. it has their own, we, like, there's not a lot of Mexican, there's not a lot of, like, Jewish food here, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of, so a, a, almost a different um, subset, I guess, yeah, than, I than the States, but uh, super cool, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and what's, could you actually explain what a traditional Hawaiian dish would be your type of plate. So Hawaii was uh, established many, many years ago from the Polynesians that came over. And with them, they brought over what we call canoe plants or animals, which was like Mm -hmm. the main staples that got here. So traditional food is like kalua pig. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's pork. Kalua means uh, basically a hole or a pit in the ground. So back in the day, they would put wood, burn it, kiave wood, which is, uh, what's the English word, mesquite, um, mm. burn that and put hot the rocks on it. So as the wood burned, the rocks would fall and be hot and lit. And then you would put the food on it and bury it and leave oh. it overnight. And that's how they cooked it. So a lot of things were cooked in like an underground oven. So Kalua pig is one of those main staples. Um, Uwala, which is sweet potato, ulu, which is breadfruit, um, Kalo, which is taro, and those are like the big staples. And then came along like chicken long rice, we would call it traditional Hawaiian food, but the long rice noodles came a little bit later in life. Mm. And then we make something called lomi salmon. Lomi means to like massage. And obviously, salmon is not a traditional Hawaiian food, but it was something that was made, you know, way back when. So we would still consider that traditional. And then, of course, poi. Poi is steamed and mashed taro mixed with water. And that was kind of like baby's first food, like mm-hmm. filled with nutrients, um, really easy to digest and and um, part of everyday life. And that's still something that gets served, you know, today. My kids love it. I eat it. You know, it's just yeah. part of maybe not everyday life for everybody, but it's definitely, it's still a staple. So those, it's very limited. It's not like where you talk about like traditional Chinese or Japanese where you have tons of different like food. Spread, it is limited, yeah. but mm-hmm. also we're, we're that much smaller than China and Japan too, right? There's yeah. we're only like a little speck in the middle yeah. of the ocean. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Wow. And, you know, you have so many different culture recipes on your website. Are all of these your favorite dishes? Um, everything on there, I, I definitely enjoy. I need to branch out. There's things that are very much, you know, essential in Hawaii that may not be my absolute favorite, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but worth, you know, putting it out there. So working on those kind of things is, are good too. And then, um, yeah, there's, there's so many things left that I still want to put on there. I must have, I don't know, probably close to 300 recipes on there that I've built up over time. Wow. Um, Trying to manage that and work and still being a good mom and a wife has proved to be um, a little more difficult than I thought it was. Um, In the beginning, it was very much robotic routine for me. Like I would drop a new recipe every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 5 a.m. Hawaii time, no ifs, ands, or buts. And I was able to keep up with that, but yeah. kind of burnt myself out, you know. Oh, yeah. So took a step back, but then it kind of grew to, okay, I'm not only doing the blog, I'm doing YouTube, I'm doing in-person things, I'm doing interviews and things. Mm-hmm. So time, the time it takes now is so much. I'm not able to produce as many recipes as I'd like to. Mm-hmm. purely because of time yeah. um 
So I'm still really working on trying to figure out. Ideally, I'd love to do both, but it's, yeah. it's tough. It's I there's not enough hours in the day. At first I yeah. thought, well, maybe, you know, but maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not time management. No, no. <laughs> no. I'm pretty good with time management. It, there's yeah. just not enough. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, your website is so expansive and I... You know, cannot wait to dive in myself um, and try to impress my girl. But uh, <laughs> how long did it take you to build all of that out? And how did you know that that was the direction you wanted to go in? Because I know, like you mentioned, you know, at first it was just the recipes, but then you dove into like methods and ingredients, preparation, like dish types. You have so yeah, many so different tabs. When I did some research on, when I decided, okay, I'm going to do a food blog, I did some research on what it what that means and mm -hmm. what can become of it and I, I i was like wow people make six seven eight figures doing this and this is their full-time career like okay yeah. i might as well do it correctly and earn a side revenue out of it sure i'm gonna share my recipes and that's free for people but if i can get a revenue from it to compensate some of my time then why not so that's when i kind of did some research on like what should be included rather than just the recipe, you know, the whole yeah. SEO search engine optimization oh, for, yeah. a, for a post mm -hmm. and stuff. So kind of taught myself that and really expanded and then thought about like, okay, if the average person were looking for it anyway, like what kind of stuff would they need to know? What would be beneficial for them to know to make the recipe? A little bit of history is important to me to make sure people understand. Um, but the technique and, you know, alternatives or, you know, things like that. What I do get questioned a lot about in my day job as a nurse practitioner, patients are starting to put two and two together of who I am at work mm -hmm. and yeah. outside. So a lot of times it's my diabetic patients where I'm telling them like, hey, your sugar's a little high. You should probably work on it. Yeah. And they're like, well, I made your recipe. And I was like, yeah, but you don't have to eat the whole pan. You can have <laughs> one piece of it and you know, everything in moderation. Yeah. And so I think I would like to try to include some healthier I don't want to say healthy, but healthier options mm. that are doable for the average person. Because realistically, I can't tell somebody, hey, go be vegan because that'll fix your high cholesterol and your yeah. blood pressure. Because that's not realistic for most people. But yeah. if we say, hey, cut back on the sugar, or maybe you can replace the sugar with this or cut back on the salt. like Or you know the portion size that you eat, that's much more doable for the average person yeah so i think i'd like to include a little more of that to kind of bring the two together because truly local food isn't always the healthiest and there are just sometimes you cannot replace the traditional recipe with healthier options and still yeah. make it taste good <laughs> yeah i know kind of Some, ruins it sometimes yeah <laughs> but if you don't eat the whole pan and you just eat this you you can still enjoy it you know so yeah, yeah. doing a lot about. yeah doing a lot for the people out there you know healthier <laughs> choices not that you have to be the healthiest but healthier or healthier yeah. um try not to push too much onto them but it sounds yeah. like you're getting recognized and i did see that you were on the great american recipe how did that happen and what was that like yeah. so they reached out to me on instagram actually and oh. so they use casting agents, which most shows do. I would have no idea. I've never done any of this, right? So yeah, the casting yeah. agent was like, hey, I'm here from, you know, PBS looking for a, a 
people to be on their show. And I don't you click on their Instagram and they have like no credentials. It's like their personal <laughs> Instagram. And I was like, this is a scam. I showed my husband and he's like, just do it. I was like, what, what do you mean? What if they're trying to scam me? He's like, well, you'll never know. And I was like, yeah. oh. so I go through it all. And sure enough, it was, you know, I went through the interview process, ended up being chosen. And I was like, oh, okay, never would I ever thought I would do this. And I actually really contemplated back and forth. Should I do it? Should I not? Like, I had never been away from my kids, you know, like they, you know, sleep over the grandma's house one night or something, but not for like long time. Like yeah. this. So that I was worried about that. And then, of course, I would have to take off from work. So and it, had it not been for my husband just being just go, cool, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. I'll figure out the kids. I'll figure that out. And so I was like, OK, here we go. <laughs> and took it and ended up we it was filmed in Virginia um in the middle of nowhere so for me that you know the time difference of east coast to here and then just the the environment it's totally hawaii in and of itself is different than just about everywhere else you go in the world so (laughs) that was tricky but the people i competed against with were so nice so thankfully it made it that much easier like i know they're my competition but you know the camaraderie that we built and in fact two of them just recently came to visit me a couple of days ago one of the other ones came the week before yeah we had a little watch party this past monday Uh to watch that last episode and you know i told they wrote to me oh thank you so much for making us feel like family and and that's what hawaii is you you come and and everybody is auntie and uncle you know my kids i'm introducing them to like hey this is auntie so and so this is uncle so and so we're not related at all but that's how it is here you know just the respect and the culture here is just Mm -hmm. that's that's part of life and so it's cool to see them appreciate that and that was awesome that's that's really nice that you were able to bring that hawaii like spirit you know so far like over into the mainland yeah, and I actually cool. went to school uh, over in Oahu uh, for college. And you pronounce was... it well. I was wondering what <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> and I have I have family out there too. Um, I'm half Filipino, so they're there. I have some stationed nice. over there in uh, Eva Beach, mm-hmm. and um, I definitely miss that. Uh, it's something it's where different, right? So different. You don't get that, you know, in the mainland too often. Like everybody smi- you walk past people, everybody smiles. Maybe not necessarily wave, but you know, definitely at least a head nod or a smile. Yeah. Like I think yeah. that for me was different too when I first went to the mainland. I'm smiling, nobody's smiling back. And like, like <laughs> what is wrong with people? Or like, you know, you hold the door open and that's yeah. just whether they're older or younger, you hold the mm-hmm. door open. Yeah. And that doesn't happen in the mainland. And then you say yeah. thank you and nobody says anything. Nobody and I'm says like, anything. What is wrong with these i would get in trouble if i was I a kid and <laughs> no one says thank you to you you're like what is going on i'm yeah. in a twilight zone yeah so weird <laughs> and you know i've seen in shows and heard from some chefs that they don't usually like their own food or when it comes to eating they go for the most simple or unhealthy choices you know what i mean like something that just <laughs> they just want to eat but that doesn't seem the same with you it looks like you actually fully enjoy everything you make and I do and you think that's because this is like home cooking and not in a restaurant you know what i mean it's not like it's not like you're it's not like a i'm i don't even know how to explain yeah you know what i mean i think because it's home cooked but also i think because i'm picky i can make it how i want it so if i i'm the chef right not the Mm -hmm. i'm not a chef i'm the cook at home and so say i don't know i'm not a huge fan of like 
I don't even want to put anything out there because people are going to be like, you don't like that. Yeah. Um, I guess if I had the, tr what's something I, I don't really care for celery, right? Uh -huh. I can eat it if it's in things, but like, if I can make it and I can leave it out of the dish, I don't know, let's say beef stew, right? Mm -hmm. If I, I, I make it with celery, it's fine. But if I didn't like it, I could just leave it out and then I don't have to worry because it's how I want to eat it. So I think that's okay. part of why I enjoy it. Like maybe sense. not, I know what's a better option, spicy. I'm such mm. a wuss. Spicy food, I could just, my tolerance is, <laughs> you know zero yeah. point zero 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 one um so when you know when i make chili i'll make it the least spicy and i know that i'll eat it so i'm fine <laughs> yeah okay i think that's kind of yeah yeah that's well is. put that 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 makes sense because i know that even though things may be this like fine dining type of meal it doesn't mean that everyone really likes that especially the mm -hmm. one cooking it um mm -hmm. but when you put it like that yeah it makes sense you're you're able to make it how you think you would like it or how you know you'd like it and i was yeah. so nervous putting myself out there like i am very much the type of person that cares what people thinks to my own detriment sometimes and i knew going into this that you know the online world can be can be a mean place people people say mm -hmm. a lot of things they wouldn't say in the real world and so I, I had to kind of prepare myself. Granted, I don't get a lot of that. And I think part of it is I don't fight back. I kill them with kindness. That's kind of the way I and and that's yeah. in, in everyday life for me too. Yeah. Um but there are some, you know, people sometimes that say things and and I'll just answer nicely or, you know, and if it's really bad, I'll just delete it and not even say anything because other people don't shouldn't have to go read through that and feel like that yeah so but i think that's what what was really nerve-wracking getting getting into this knowing that keyboard warriors are out there <laughs> um, they are. but i think it's a little different online like if i'm sharing my recipe because if you make the recipe and you don't like it maybe you did something wrong to the recipe yeah. and that's why but more recently i've been doing more in-person stuff like cooking and you know selling my food and baked goods i feel oh, very yeah. comfortable baking i don't i totally uh, i i feel fine baking and selling baked goods no problem but cooking regular food like hot food yeah i'm still really nervous about it. and actually I, I did a pop-up this past weekend it was like oh. a night market there was like 80 vendors it was yeah. a really big event here um and i actually got my first like bad review and i was like Oh, no. so and I know and I know you can't please everybody and I yeah. know everybody has a different palette but f I think the the downfall of life is that you know I got hundreds of good reviews and thanks That's and true. praise mm -hmm. and you get one only one that I actually yeah. know of and it brings you down and you're like oh this sucks like my whole day is ruined and I yeah. and I have to sit there and think like no don't let it be that you know like why what what does one person have to say matter more than the hundreds that you know preceded it so it's a mindset thing i think that needs some work but definitely something that hopefully the culture of life changes i think everywhere though you know right it, people are quick to leave bad reviews but mm -hmm. not as quick to leave good reviews so yeah i totally understand you on that i am actually a people pleaser without really yeah. you know realizing it um Sometimes I like, you know, that I want to make sure everyone's feeling okay and good. 
But then I know sometimes it could also be at my own detriment because I'm too focused on everyone yeah. else and the negatives can impact so much more than the positives. And there's so many yeah. more positives. But um, that's I mean, you you're doing it, you know, you're putting yourself out there and your content is amazing. Your your meals and dishes, everything looks so good. And I can't wait Thank to you. try all your recipes on your <laughs> website. You. They look so good. And, um, you know, with you know, what you're doing now, um, do you have a goal to ever transfer over to cooking full time or do you do you see yourself <laughs> staying in the medical field or do a you somehow want to merge that, you know, the two? <laughs> prior prior to COVID, I would say I would never give up my day job. Like I spent yeah. too much time going to school and money oh, going to school to do what I do. Yeah. I have a respectable career in the community that I would before COVID, I would say absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe if I had uh, like a corporate cubicle job, I would have been out a long time ago. It would have been an easy transition, but I love what I do at work yeah. that it makes it hard because I also love this side hustle thing and I can't do both of them to the absolute best potential together because there's just not enough time. And then I still need to be a mom, you know, yeah. but now with COVID hitting and how hard it work has become yeah um and i see the potential of what this side hustle could be it, it's definitely something i would consider i i am risk averse though so i wouldn't just jump head first into it it you know i had like i said i've got kids i've got a mortgage i've got to make sure that that's taken care of first so it, it, i told myself if i can get that side hustle to match my day job income then it's definitely something i would yeah. consider doing um and it's tough because maui it, it's a rural community you know we are in dire need of healthcare professionals but i also know that that is not my burden to bear i shouldn't have to feel like because maui needs it i have to stay and i have to be the one to do it so it's yeah. this it's hard you know I, yeah I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a realistic approach to it, though. I mean, if it's making, you know, at least close to what you're making with your regular day job, then sure, yeah. like that makes sense to go for it. Um, But I know there's so many other, you know, factors that play into it all. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, you know, right. The one day we'll, we'll see if you get there, but we'll, <laughs> we'll have your support all the way through. I think part of it, too, is like, medicine is is stable you know for the most part unfortunately yeah. somebody will always be sick right so i show up yeah. to work my schedule is filled with patients every day and i don't have to hustle like mm -hmm. i hustle at work but i don't have to hustle to get work yeah whereas if yeah. i were to tr transition to do online stuff it's very tumultuous what works today might not work tomorrow mm. you could be viral one day and be a nobody the next day get canceled or whatever <laughs> you know nowadays yeah. that it would take definitely a lot more uh, maybe budgeting and balancing on my side to try and mm. you know stay here rather yeah. than having these ebbs and flows where work is very here it's just so like it's yeah not, yeah so it's not much stress um i mean it is stressful but different kind of stress um no, so yeah you. kind of like uh, I wish I had the answer, you know, because I've been yeah. tossing this around for months and yeah. talking to so many different people. And it's funny because I get so many different answers that it's almost not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about half and half. Yeah. Half if the half. traditional working people are like, no, stay here. And then the people who do, you know, are entrepreneurs or have, you know, the online stuff, yeah. they're like, no, do this. And so I'm like, ah, 
I there's always know. so many different <laughs> <Flip> directions. <a> <laughs> I know. And that's the thing with life. It's so crazy because there's always so many different answers to so many questions. And yeah. you can't really just go with one all the time. But yeah, I mean, time will tell. And yeah. we'll be there to support you all the oh, way through. Thank you. Right. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to actually break off into our last uh, lightning section round of Sounds questions. Good. And here, like I mentioned before the recording, um, I'll just be asking you some quick fun and light questions uh don't think too hard or too long we want to get uh as okay. soon as we can <laughs> all okay. right let's see how let I me know do. when you're ready okay sure all right do you enjoy cooking breakfast or dinner more breakfast oh breakfast any specific type of meal or dish i'm a sweets for breakfast waffles oh. pancakes french toast kind of a thing Oh, I like it. Oh my gosh. I was dying watching your um your like banana pancake bites video. <laughs> my kids <Holy> like that. <laughs> crap. Yeah, I was like, geez, I gotta try this. <laughs> and it's easy. Yeah, it looks so easy. Okay. All right. Uh what is your favorite dish to make? I like hamburger steak. So that's ground. You had a hamburger steak locomoco before. So mm -hmm. for those who haven't, ground Love beef it. patty, um, sticky white rice, brown gravy it all over um if you were to make a locomoco that's just adding an egg to that but that's my favorite to make my favorite Oof. to eat as well sounds mean all right all right what's your favorite ingredient for dessert ingredient yeah. well it would have to be sugar right yeah. you can't make dessert without sugar <laughs> That's very true. I guess a better question would have been, what is your favorite dessert? <laughs> okay, okay. My favorite dessert is uh, Lilikoi bar. So Lilikoi is passion fruit. So it's like a riff on a lemon bar, but passion fruit. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. So good. And that's on the blog if you want to make it. Yes. <laughs> All right. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would that be? Hayden mangoes. Whoa, I don't think I've ever had that it's a it's just a variety of mango <laughs> that sounds so good and sounds like that's up to par yep yeah. all right uh if you were a hawaiian goddess what would it oh, be jesus <laughs> that no i don't know <sighs> i guess i would have to say pele pele is the goddess of fire and volcano and lava and she's like she has that, that, that zest. She has that, <laughs> that feistiness. <laughs> yeah, she's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And how do you want loved ones to remember you? Caring, helpful, uh, and always there when you need them. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And let's see. Uh, would you rather have something handheld or like spoon and fork? If that makes sense. I don't think I'm particular in any one or the other. I okay. guess if I had to pick one, I, I would go maybe handheld. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I got you. And let's see. How about your favorite dish to eat that is dinner-wise? Probably a hamburger steak. <laughs> oh, same thing. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um. All right. And what do you appreciate most about life? Oh. Gosh, life in Hawaii for sure. Aloha. Just people are just, you give it, you get it. While it's not expected per se, it's, mm -hmm. it's just part of everyday life. You know, you help one another, you take care, you're there for them. 
um, and you get the same back. It's just, it's different than any place else in the world. And I think that's, that's what makes it so amazing and probably no place else I'd rather be. <laughs> Man, I miss it even more now. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you for that. And last one is, uh, what are you most looking forward to next? And you could actually take your time on this one. <laughs> I want to know, I'd like to know where I'd be in five years, you know, I yeah. I want to, I would love to inspire more people, you know, be able to, I feel like cooking is kind of a lost skill set, you know, back mm. in the day, everybody could cook, everybody could sew, everybody could change their own oil and tire. I can do that. Thank you, dad. I can okay. do that. Um, But not, you know, not everybody can do that nowadays. So I feel yeah. like I definitely want my kids to be self-sufficient and not only health wise, but if you cook your own food, you can control, you know, the, the most popular disease, popular, most common diseases Mm. in the world, high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, we can control that with diet. So if you can control what you're eating by making it yourself, that's Mm. great. But also it saves you money. If you can cook your own food and not go out and eat all the time, that's that's awesome so i think inspiring and showing people like just because you're busy and you have kids doesn't mean you can't make dinner quick and easy like i got a ton of like 30 minute recipes and if you plan ahead you can save money do it quickly so i think being able to inspire as many people as i can would be kind of like my my end all be all of this yeah i love that wow thank you you so much for joining Uh, that was the last question that I had. Um, I mean, it's been amazing getting to know more about you, meet you in general, and just, you know, know what your journey aspires and wants to achieve. And did you have any last words for the people before we sign it off? Yes, mahalo. If you're interested in uh, getting some free recipes, you can go to Keeping It Rel, Keeping it r-e-l-l-e like my name dot com i have a ton of recipes there i'm on social media on instagram at keeping dot it dot rel and everything else is at keeping it rel youtube if you like long form i've got that tiktok pretty much everywhere (laughs) (laughs) so check it out let me know what you think if you make a recipe and you love it let me know if you make a recipe and you don't like it also let me know because constructive criticism is is helpful All right, amazing. Raulum, thank you again for joining. Mahalo for everything. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Until next Mahalo. Take care. For a front row seat to these amazing recipes and delicious content, check out Keeping It Rel on Instagram and keepingitrel.com. You'll not only learn how to make these exceptional meals and treats, but you'll get insight on methods, ingredients, and preparation styles. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a follow at Texas Tasty on Instagram and at the Texas Tasty on Twitter. Future episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dominique Lenton signing off. Until next time, y'all.